Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. Are you feeling unsatisfied with your life? Do you find yourself doing things for everyone else all day long? And by the end of the day, there's nothing left for you. If this is you, you are not alone. We're here to bring you a sacred space for getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. Through this podcast, as well as my signature life coaching program, I'm here to provide you with the support, encouragement, and accountability to get your life back in balance. With the state of the world today, we're experiencing more and more pressure than ever before. And in order to shift and navigate all the changes today, working with a professional can help you feel less alone through the process, feel more supported, and be able to follow through with your goals because we provide the accountability all of us need to be successful. I encourage you, strongly encourage you to reach out to myself or one of my fabulous guests to get the support that you need in navigating all of life's ups and downs. With that being said, today, I have a return guest back by popular demand, Dr. Patty Mullen with Panacea Natural Medicine. So Dr. Patty is a naturopathic physician and my most awesome business partner. She has a passion for running all the time and being in the great outdoors all the time. And her primary focus is on physical health and nutrition. So I brought Dr. Patty back today because she gives her patients some of the best damn advice I've ever heard. So welcome, Dr. Patty. It's so good to have you again. Thank you, Laura, for inviting me back. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. So um, let's see, could you give our listeners a reminder of who you are, what you do, and what you're really totally awesome at? <laughs> so um, I'm Dr. Patty Mullen with Panacea Natural Medicine, as Laura was so nice to introduce me. Um, I have taken kind of the long route into naturopathic medicine. I have been in the health and wellness industry since, I hate to admit it, but 1995 um, wow. in a variety of ways, but always tending towards sports medicine, rehabilitative medicine, and focusing on basically getting you to the healthiest state of being possible whether that is physically, mentally, spiritually, nutritionally, whatever that entails. I try to work with everybody wherever they are coming from and wherever they want to go. Awesome. And again, I just, wow, thank you so much for sharing your time with us and your wisdom and your advice. It is just a pleasure to have you back. So excited. So much fun. I know. So um, one of the things that really sparked wanting to have you back to talk with us is some of that most freaking amazing advice that um, you give to your patients. And I am, of course, one of your patients as well. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> um, and there's just these great little nuggets that we develop over the years that we share with all of our clients and our patients. And Dr. Patty even has a bumper sticker, right? That she gives out with this saying on it. So um, without further ado, Dr. Patty, please tell us what is this saying? Where did it come from? What does it mean? Let's get into it. So that bumper sticker originated actually from a very good friend of mine who I was doing marathon training with. And she was always frustrated with different injuries and things like that because she would love to push through just about any obstacle. I mean, I think I'm obstinate, but I have some friends who are even more stubborn than I am. No way. And I kept 
saying, honey, we just need to go slow, but we need to, to go. Right. And so she may be a bumper sticker because I said it so frequently, go slow or yeah, go slow, but go. Right. Mm. So that is kind of morphed into so many different aspects in life and not only just physical as in, okay, I'm rehabbing from an injury and I used to run marathons and now I can only run one mile because, you know, I blew out my knee and I got a whole new knee. Um, so absolutely. Yes. Don't just sit there and have a defeatist attitude as in, I'm never going to do it again. And you're like, no, no, no. Small little increments, just go. Right. I say that a lot. Just go do, even if it is any small change that you may not think is super significant, but over time, every step leads to that goal of fabulous, fantastic health and well-being. So whether that's applied to every marathon, despite being 26 miles and seeming like a really long way, it still starts with one step and then another step and another step and another step. And the same is any change that you want to make in your lifestyle, whether it's trying to remove sugar from your life or avoiding an allergen because, you know, oh my gosh, I love pizza. But every time you eat it, it's just like, I'm going to, it was so good for those 10 minutes. And then the next day you feel like crap and your whole body hurts. Or maybe it is that I just need to create this new habit and I keep trying, but it's because you're trying to do everything all at once and taking all of these small little single steps. Um, another good saying that actually I, I have is what's the next indicated step, mm. right? You can only take that one step at a time. Therefore, okay, your next indicated step, right, is going from, I always love to use running as an example, from a one mile of let's add in, say, 20 minutes of activity instead of this 10 or whatever it is. You started at one mile. Let's go now to 1.2. You know, just these little, but go, go do, go, just go slow, but go. <laughs> that is some of the best advice I've ever heard. And we could like really dig into, into this is such a juicy topic. There's a lot of us and I'm one of them. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yep. I want it all. I want it now. And if I want something to change in my life, I tend to change everything all at once. <laughs> right. How do, you, how do you address those type A go getter on, you know, because I am that kind of person where I'm currently getting my Tai Chi training certificate. I'm studying human design. I'm incorporating into coaching and I'm doing the podcast and I'm like, okay, I'll, there's 12 more things I could tell you about. Right. <laughs> right. How do we hit the pause button for these folks. Let's get their attention and talk about the one step versus looking at all hundred of them. Ooh, I don't want to hit the pause button. What I really want to do is the, the go. Now, when I say this though, if you look at your hand and it's flat and you see all five fingers there at once, you can see all of them, right? But now I want you to turn it sideways. And if you line up those fingers, even all five of them, you can only see one at a time. So you might be doing all five of those things. You're doing a podcast and your Tai Chi and your coaching and 
painting and human, all this fun stuff. But if you turn it sideways, you can only do one of those at a time. But that doesn't mean they're not all there and still all part of your hand. But you can only engage in one focused activity. The others might be part of it because they're all part of your hand. But you can still only see one. See what I'm getting at? I sure do. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't be like running and sleeping at the same time. (laughs) Correct, right? So if you're like, yes, I want to do structural integration, you're like, perfect. Then at that moment, it's not that you're only doing structural integration, but that's your first indicated step. That's your first finger right there. Okay, as I move into that, then what shows up? Well, maybe it's this intuition that comes to you and you're like, my next indicated step is blah, 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 blah. You're like, great. That's, we continue to do that first one. But as that finger just bends down into your little fist, there's another one standing. What's that next one? They're all part of that same hand. They're all still part of you. But really, we can only do one thing at a time. Absolutely. And I see that one step then leads to the next step. Correct. Absolutely. Then you uncover the next one. <laughs> you got it. And you just kind of keep going. Once again, go, just go, go slow, but, but go. And if you want to do all 900 of them, great. You better hold up some more hands and fingers and toes, <laughs> but you know, hold them sideways. Don't put them, don't face palm. Look at them sideways. <laughs> face right? palm is like a face plant, right? Face like, no. palm is just like, I'm done. No, no, no. Right? Here is yeah. your one. Great. Here is your next one. Here is your next one. Yeah. Here is your next one. I do like next to ask one. myself the question when I when I get tied up in this is, you know, what is the most important thing that I do right now? Yeah. What is the thing, no matter how perfect or imperfect it might be, that I can do right now? to get on top of whatever it is that I'm struggling with. So I like the right now and being present. I think that's important to the whole process. Right. There's that, you know, there's that first finger. There's that first step. There's that first movement. But so many people, our autonomic nervous system is an amazing, incredible thing. So I'm going to tell you a quick little story about your brain. Oh, awesome. I love brains. So there are kind of these three very general and broad aspects to your brain. All the information coming from your body must first be filtered through what's called your limbic system. This is your brain stem, correct? It's got to get from your body up to your head. Mm -hmm. However, brain stem and good old limbic system really only deals with kind of three bits of information, fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then that moves up into your autonomic nervous system. This is the stuff that sits right behind your eyes. You know, like that sinus headache feels like it just drills straight into the back there. (laughs) That's that autonomic nervous system. These are things that control things like respiration, heart rate, muscle tension, eyesight acuity, even memory. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the next one to clue in is that good old cerebral cortex. This is your higher train of thought. This is that reasoning portion. Okay. So the reason why I bring this up is so many people when confronted with so many different things to do and they freeze Mm. and they do none. Yeah. Right. 
And this goes back to this, just go, just do one at a time, right? So you don't want that fear or that inhibition or whatever it is that's coming up through that brainstem saying, (gasps) ah, Right. And then autonomic nervous system is like, but I don't what do you, what do you want me to do? And then higher cortex is like, well, I'm trying to get stuff done. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm trying to sort it out. But you are frozen with your own expectations of like, what if I'm not perfect at it? Or what if it's just not good? And then you don't do anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I tried it once and it was horrible. <laughs> okay. This is, this is right back. I'm going to throw baseball in. This is three, three tries, right? Give it your three tries and then you're out. But the whole thing is you got to try. Yeah. Try and try and try again. I mean, there are so many different amazing people who, I mean, good old Edison. Yep. I found 99 different ways to not create a light bulb, (laughs) right? That kind of thing. Good old Henry Ford. If you believe you can, or if you believe you can't, you're still right. Yep, you're like that kind of thing. Right. You you're bet. absolutely right. Right. So all of those things are the do not get in the way of yourself of taking that next indicated step. Right. For sure. It doesn't all need to be done right now. Be present, yeah. be where you are, and then take your next indicated step from there. Absolutely. You know, we call that brainstem our um mammalian or lizard brain that's that instinct oh, i call it godzilla, <laughs> godzilla. i call it i have this visual like i wrapped around my brain stem is this lizard and he's got his little tongue flicking it out his little eyeballs are looking every direction oh yeah i frequently call it godzilla because godzilla is really good at protecting you oh yeah now the problem with godzilla trying to protect you because this is the fight flight or freeze this is quite literally the deer in the head like kind of moment sure and then they like jump over your hood you're like holy crap um but that is that's that lizard brain or your mammalian brain or whatever you want to call it. That mm-hmm. is that brain stem. And Godzilla sometimes can get a little carried away. Oh yeah. You know, that's the way Godzilla is. You're like, do I duck back under the water? Do I smash the city? Or do I just kind of go, ah! right? <laughs> go, go Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes you get so much into this, like, rage or righteous indignation or this but it can't be that and you're like "Mm." (laughs) or you can maybe try whatever your next indicated step is and move on to there or if you try to bury your head in the sand it doesn't mean it's going to all magically disappear you still have to take that next indicated step yeah. It all makes and sense. Am I making sense? I think it makes absolute sense. And, you know, in, in that same vein, um, when we have a higher reasoning center and we do, right, we've developed this higher reasoning, we mm-hmm. can make a decision from that place, right? We've got a reasoning brain that says, mm-hmm. regardless of what Godzilla is up to today, I'm going to step outside and at least take one breath of fresh air. That's my next indicated thing. My commitment today, my decision, my choice is that I'm going to step outside today because it's in my highest good to do so. And I think that when we do actually take the action, when we go, when we make a step, 
we calm down Godzilla and then he becomes a little gecko. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Look, you that survived. Exactly it of like, hey, that wasn't that bad, was it? Yay, we're much yeah. better now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a, one of the best ways to calm that raging, you know, the freeze response, the flight response, that fear response is to, you know, basically prove it wrong by adulting a little bit and taking an action as imperfect as it is. And it, it's kind of like, oh, look, I took one step and I survived. Yeah. Yeah, cool you made that? it. Yeah. And, you know, and that being said, leads into this um, part of the discussion about taking a step means maybe perhaps not a perfect step, you know, imperfect action, imperfect steps over time still lead to results. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All those little steps add up to some pretty amazing results if we can become consistent. And I think that consistency is the journey that we're all here to experience. It's about becoming the person we're meant to be, whether that's reaching an ideal weight. It's kind of like, oh my God, I have to lose a hundred pounds. And it's like, yeah, but you're not going to lose a hundred pounds in a day. So we're going to go and we're going to go slow and we're going to start shifting the right. things out that are keeping you from getting there. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe the job that you're looking for, and we, we just gradually become the person that we're meant to be, right? And that person has what we want to be. So we stay the course, we trust the process, and we go. We just take one step. How else might that apply, Dr. Patty? So a lot of it, and back to the consistency, is key, right? So this is back to that marathon analogy of you can really only run one step at a time. And even if it's a shuffle, a crawl, a whatever, you're still making forward progress. And sometimes those forward progresses are like, yep, see, I actually ate a vegetable today. It was fantastic. <laughs> I had carrots. You're like, great. Awesome. Next, right? Your next, next. step <laughs> is to actually have some carrots with some salad, right? And then the next no. indicated step is, okay, let's put fish, a grilled, say salmon on that salad. And now you have carrots, that lovely leafy green. Oh, and a good protein with some fats and your little itty bitty, you're like, perfect. And now instead of celebrating with cookies, cakes, and ice cream, you can change that. And the next step would be say, take some frozen raspberries, toss it in a blender and call that your ice cream. There's your Ooh. sorbet. Wow. Only there isn't the giant pile of sugar in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sugar thing. <laughs> step. Yeah. Back to the sugar thing. I'm, it's, it's a thing with me. Just don't eat sugar. Don't eat the grass. Just go, <laughs> go slow. Go. Right? I love that. Don't eat the sugar. Sugar um, stimulates these endorphins for me. And as you might know, and my listeners might also know, I love sugar. It makes me feel good when I eat it. And then I feel like complete and utter crap as soon as I'm done. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the guilt starts yeah. and then you get into the whole shaming thing and you're like, we are truly our own worst enemies. We are the judge and the jury. And we've already decided oh, you're a horrible person because you ate the cookie. 
Yeah. And that shaming and blaming, that's going to keep us from making progress. Right. Back to an imperfect step, right? You're like, I can't, because I can't do it perfectly. I can't do it at all. And you're like, "Mm mm-hmm. Or just change it. Just change that step a little bit differently and roll with it. Yeah. And the go slow part of that has been really important in my personal health journey. As you know, when we first started uh, working together, I had a sugar habit that was well over 200 grams a day. Right. So the RDA for that, the recommended daily allowance is like 20, which I actually think is still a little bit high. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that was a real problem. But the go slow part was um, cutting the sugar consumption down like in halves because, you know, half of 200, still 100 grams. I'm still getting an awful lot. And, you know, as I started releasing those things that had so much sugar in it, like one soda, one caramel macchiato coffee at a time, you know, all sorts of things started to change even before I got down to a reasonable level. And, you know, I still struggle with that addiction because addiction's addiction. Mm-hmm. But when it really is kicking up, I love your ideas. You take the frozen raspberries and some ice and blend them up. And, you know, if you want it to be rich and smooth, put some full fat yogurt, yogurt. in there, you know, and make it something that's going to stick to the ribs and, and be good for you. And there's all kinds of ways to, to shift. But that going slow, let's take it one step at a time. I eliminate one can of soda. I eliminate the sugar coffee. I I incorporate some teas. I start drinking water. And before you know it, I'm not having 200 grams of sugar anymore. And boy, do I feel better. Exactly. Exactly. And that lovely higher cerebral cortex of decision-making, that Mm. good old CEO of the body that has technically ultimate control of what you put into your mouth or each action you decide to do is that cortex. Despite the autonomic nervous system really trying hard just to keep the ship afloat, (laughs) that's its job. Like I'm the engineer down here just keeping things chugging along. But that cerebral cortex, that higher reasoning, every action that you do, believe it or not, is a choice. Whether you think it's a choice or not. Yeah. It's still a choice. Even not making a choice is a choice. Even Exactly. <laughs> that is still a choice. So yeah. use your amazing big brain because it is huge and it is the most powerful organ in our entire body mm. and choose what your next indicated step may be and then go. Go slow, but go. Yeah. That just reminds me of the question. Maybe you can help me. The question we all want answered today. How do you, how do you eat an elephant? (laughs) One bite at a time. Damn Mm -hmm. straight. (laughs) Damn straight. You got it. And yes. And I know that lots of us want to make really big changes in our lives. And again, everybody is under so much pressure right now. And we've been under constant pressure from world and political events for an extended, this is like, you know, four or five years going, you know, I mean, there's been some in, incredible, incredible pressure going on and we um, were faced with a lot of changes. But I just, I want to reiterate that we don't have to go through this process alone. It's like just being reminded that an elephant is eaten only one bite at a time. And if you try to shove the whole thing in there all at once, you're going to choke on it. <laughs> right. 
As in with anyone. Yeah. Getting, getting support, getting a coach, getting hooked up with a homeopathic and naturopathic physician who understands the global picture of your entire being, not, not just your, you know, the doctory stuff, you know, like, let's, let's do some like blood work and find out where your levels are at. I mean, that stuff is really important to be on top of, but also how that fits into the whole picture to help you discover what the next step is for you. And, you know, getting the support, I think is super, super, super important. And I recently hired a new life coach for myself. Who's an amazing person. Um, she's on a previous podcast, Amy Douglas, and she's a mindset coach. And it's really been amazing to, uh, walk the talk and be held accountable for my actions and to get the support when I need it. And, um, Dr. Patty has been an incredible part of my journey as well. And I highly recommend, you know, check out Dr. Patty, get, get on her website, get a consult because she's got some amazing pieces of advice that just makes the journey so much easier to bear. We don't have to do it alone. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. I greatly appreciate it. Gosh, thank you for your wisdom. Is there anything that you'd like to add or anything that came up that we didn't address? Not that I can think at this time. Oh, thanks to remember about naturopathic doctors. We yeah. all can do that blood work. We can do all that general health stuff of let's check your blood pressure. Let's, you know, monitor what your blood levels are. We all do that too. And that does help guide whatever your next indicated step is. And part of our um, holistic practice is to make sure that every step is addressed and we're not trying to jump or skip things because really one step at a time, go, but go slow. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that naturopathic medicine addresses your whole person. It's not like I have a runny nose. Can you help me? And you're like, here's some nose spray. Like that doesn't happen. We're like, let's find out why your nose is running. Right. Right. Cause maybe it's not just allergies. Maybe it's the food you're eating. Yeah. It could be anything. <laughs> Don't eat the grass. Yeah. Don't eat the grass. Don't eat stuff oh, made out of grass. Fever. Right. If you not have hay fever, fever like grass. Don't, like, oh. don't eat the hay, right? I know, there right. you go. Oh my gosh, Patty, it's such a pleasure to connect with you and time just flies by. I could keep you on all day, but we'll go ahead and sign off for now. And I want to make sure that um, in below today's episode, I'm going to post um, Dr. Patty's website, which is panacea-naturalmedicine.com. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. And do check out all of her offerings because she's an amazing, amazing doctor. And yeah, totally check her out. Again, thank you, Dr. Patty. Such a pleasure to have you with me here today. You're absolutely welcome. My pleasure. Be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. You can find out lots of more information about me on the internet. Just go to laurajadair.com and be sure to check back for our next episode coming soon. Until next time, my friends, go, but go slow.